Freight Efficiency with NACFI's Mike Roth and Friends. Here in episode 57, we have joining us Jose Pepe Gutierrez, who is leading NACFI's efforts in Mexico, where we talk about the similarities and differences between the U.S. and Mexican truck markets, last mile delivery, electric vehicle deployments in Mexico, and what is preventing more widespread adoption of electric vehicles. He also talks about the work NACFI LATAM is doing to help Mexican fleets operate in a more fuel-efficient manner. Today we have joining us Jose, we know him as Pepe Gutierrez. Jose is a veteran in the Mexican and Latin America trucking market. He's leading NACFI's efforts south of the U.S. border. It's a real pleasure to have you on today, Pepe. Um, Thanks for joining us. Hey, Mike, thanks for inviting me. It's, it's really a pleasure uh, being part of NACFI and, uh, and meeting you and meeting Dave. Uh, it's, it's been quite a journey. Thank you. First of all, everybody calls you Pepe. Where did you come by the nickname? <laughs> yeah, my, my name is Jose Gutierrez. And uh, everyone in, in Mexico and some places in Latin America, Jose's are called Pepe. And this, is, this comes from the Bible, uh, from the father of Jesus, uh, they used to abbreviate it in the Bible as double P, and it means pater putatibus, which is a stepfather. So that's where the Pepe comes out of uh, Joseph. Oh my goodness! In the first minute, I've learned I've learned something because you, you oftentimes <laughs> you oftentimes sign your emails PP. So um, do you remember when you first heard of NACFI and um, and how, how you reached out to us or we reached out to you? How, how did we get to know one another? Yes, yes, definitely. It's uh, well. Dave and I met uh, when we worked for Navistar. He his office was in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I was working for the uh, Escobedo plant here in Mexico. I worked there for nine years. So whenever I used to go to Fort Wayne and and visit uh, the facility and and also the plants, uh, so well in the nearby area of uh, Fort Wayne, uh, I visited there and I met. Dave, uh, we had some things uh, to do in business, and also he used to sell these uh, diecast models of uh, trucks. So I visited him every one, every time I went there. So last, uh, well, last year, I was diving into the uh, LinkedIn, and and I saw him posting things uh, about electric trucks and stuff. So I started talking with them. Uh, changing, well, just chit-chatting on, on, on the LinkedIn messenger, messenger, and he told me about NACFI, and then we said, well, why don't you help me uh, getting into Mexico? We did that, and now I'm running uh, the NACFI south of the border chapter. You and I met, uh, I, I guess, also changing emails, and we had a, a, a conversation one time last year as well, and then everything just went pretty smooth. Right, right. Yeah. So we're calling it NACFI LATAM. We got a LinkedIn page and, and we're going to begin to grow our, um, you know, our Spanish uh, translation and, and, and really get into understanding kind of the Mexican market. So tell us about your career, Pepe, and how you came to, you know, I, I, you know, I, I remember now that, that your time at Navistar, but um, walk us through your career and what you're doing um, now. Sure. Well, I, I started uh, 26 years ago, 27 more or less. Uh, working for a company called Derona that uh, was a partner with uh, Rockwell uh, at that time when Rockwell used to handle uh, components for trucks. Then uh, I moved to Navistar to launch the NGV, if you might remember, the 4000 series at that time in 2000. And then uh, I was there in several positions. um, And then I moved to the dark side of sales 
into Meritor. I worked for Meritor for almost three years uh, in the sales department. Then I moved to Dana uh, with the same um, path, uh, if I may, axles, drive lines, and brakes. Uh, Dana, I handle also the sales uh, area with maintenance, marketing, and uh, warranties. Uh, from Dana, I stayed there for six years, and then I moved to Volvo Trucks uh, as a director, commercial director here uh, for Mexico. I started to stay there for a couple of years, two and a half years, I guess, uh, and then I moved to FEMSA, FEMSA in the maintenance side. Um, so I, I've been pretty much in all, all the areas of the commercial industry, and now I have a, a firm, a consulting firm, that handles pretty much all the areas that I've been uh, involved with in, in this uh, fabulous uh, industry that we have. That's really excellent. You know, I, I think that's a kind of a, a new model for the future where people don't stay with the same company, but they stay in the same industry. You know, you can fall in love with an industry and move, you know, in our case, from maybe a fleet to a truck builder to a component manufacturer, um, maybe even, you know, like uh, civil service, like we're talking about here. So, um, I think that really rounds out people well and um, can, can really, uh, really be powerful. Yes, I agree with you. I mean, uh, at the very beginning, I knew that I wanted to be in this industry because I like trucks since I was a kid. Uh, it comes from the family. My father was, used to work for Ford Motor Company. My grandfather used to work for American Motors. So the, the vehicle industry is in my blood, I guess. But then... Uh, being in these several areas of uh, uh, the commercial vehicle industry, it's been great. I mean, from operations in production and quality projects and then moving to sales and maintenance and all that, as you said, it rounds up uh, and gives uh, a different uh, overview of what it is of what it is to be to be in this industry. So let's talk about the industry now. You know, when NACV was started and we called ourselves the North American Council for Freight Efficiency, we we very quickly included Canada with the U.S. in our scope, and we, we always had, you know, Mexico, uh, you know, in our sights. So I'm glad now we're finally able to expand. But one of the things that's always worried me and the and the team at NACFI is the, um, you know, the applicability of what we've learned with U.S. trucking and Canada trucking with respect to to Mexico. So let, let's kind of compare and contrast. You know, where is U.S. And Mexico trucking very similar, and where what are some of the special challenges um, south of the border, and maybe include any other countries that that you want to pull in, um, Pepe? Yeah, sure. Well, pretty much the differences are in the configurations and the weight loads. Here in Mexico, the the, the vehicles that you mentioned as severe service with forty six k axles and fourteen k axles on the steers are the regular configuration for Mexico. Uh, there's very, very few, uh, and I would say like maybe three, four percent of uh, the uh, the vehicles in Mexico are 44 Ks. They, 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 they do not. Uh, well, the market doesn't like it very much because they want to carry heavy. Um, that's pretty much in, in Mexico. And on, on the engine emissions, we're close to to the U.S. and Canada, not much, as we don't have uh, yet available in Mexico, the low sulfur uh, diesel, that's uh, one weakness of our country, but, but we're trying to get there. And uh, from the rest of, the, of, of uh, the continent, they're pretty much the same, uh, well, excluding way south that they like much more the cab overs, but uh, like say Colombia, Chile, they, they like the same configurations with uh, 46 and 14 Ks. 
Uh, the difference is as well, the engine emissions that they are behind the ones that we have in Mexico. Um, but but that those are the main differences that we have between Mexico, North America, meaning Canada and the US and South, uh, South America and Central America. What do you see around the sort of the duty cycles with the, uh, you know, um, conditions? So um, tell us about the roads, uh, you maybe characterize, you know, long, long haul, how much long haul trucking is done between major cities and the U.S. border, um, as well as sort of what we would call regional or maybe, you know, out and back or, or slow, slower run. So um, roads, routes. Uh, maybe even, you know, mountains, flats. I mean, just t tell us a little bit there. Yeah, sure. There's, uh, well, the Pan American, Pan American Road is the largest road that we have in Mexico, and it runs on the West Coast. Uh, it is very, very large, and it's, that's the largest. Uh, I'll get you the number, how, how long it is right now. Uh, the second one is the one that runs from uh, Mexico City to Laredo, Texas. That's uh, one of the main ones, and that's uh, the border in Laredo is, is the largest uh, border well, the, the one that handles the most uh, transactions, uh, I would say, in the world. It's many, many transactions a day. Um, it's very busy, and, and many of uh, the, the uh, transportation companies have a yard there that, uh, that really holds all the carriers, pretty much. Uh, the roads, I would say, we, we want to improve them in terms of quality. We don't have, uh, we have a, a well, a safe quality, if I may, although we still have uh, many things to do there. Some of the roads have are toll roads. Well, many of the roads are toll roads, and those are the ones that are uh, in better conditions, uh, but still things to do there that so we can use like uh, this lane view system. If we had better better roads, that would work perfectly, but it's, it's not the case. Um, but we have some healing also roads on the on the east coast, uh, the, the, the the state of Veracruz and Puebla, those those two states that are neighbors, they have very, very high mountains and one of the hilliest uh, road, it's called Cumbres de Maltrata. That, that part of the road is one of the uh, toughest ones in the country. Uh, so as, as uh, I can summarize, we have uh, pretty much all, all the kind of roads here in the country. Yeah, and so it's just like everywhere else in the world, you know, what the technologies that'll work on the, um, you know, on the highways and the flat long distances are different than those we'll need to climb mountains that are different from urban. Um, before we move on, what about what's going on in the intercity with respect to goods movements and you know, smaller trucks, um, you know, even vans and cargo vans. And um, do we, do you have, um, you know, uh, e even smaller, uh, you know, goods movement with even things like care cargo bikes and that sort of thing, you know, and is e-commerce, um, you know, taking off like we're seeing in the U.S.? I mean, what's going on with smaller delivery sort of last mile? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been very common. And well, since the pandemic started, last mile became very, very popular. Uh, and and uh, well, talking about scales, uh, not as, as big as in the US, but scaling it to the Mexico population, it was very, very popular talking, I mean, Amazon needed to, to come with, uh, with partners to make deliveries and other companies also like, like that kind of business. 
they they partnered with uh, delivery companies to make the last mile. Um, not very many electric vehicles so far. There are companies that have uh, quite a few, like uh, the bread company that has 1,200 electric vehicles in their fleet. Now beer company that is just have just purchased a uh, hundred. So they're becoming more popular right now as uh, city deliveries. Regional halls is, uh, yeah, even though uh, there's that, that configuration, we jump from long haul configuration to truck, uh, box truck configuration. We, we, we do not use very much the regional halls, even yep. though we have uh, short deliveries. Yep, yep, yep. So um, let's talk about NACFI and how it might um, affect or be affected by, you know, the Mexican market. And um, let's just at first tell me about the early exposure we're seeing um, with NACFI in Mexico. I know we've been um, um, putting some some thoughts out there through articles and webinars and some of those things. What, what, explain that to me and, and what's been the reaction, the very early reaction to the work we and the help we might provide. Sure. Well, it's it's been very good. I mean, since starting this last year, we've been working with uh, with a magazine, one of the main magazines, uh, I would say the top two magazines in, in the country called Revista Transportes y Turismo. Uh, we've been publishing an article every month uh, with them since June last year till now, uh, talking about uh, what we already have in our uh, in our library. In, the NACFI.org uh, webpage, and also some other articles that are of interest in Mexico. Uh, we've been having very good reception from the market and very good opinions. And, uh, and what I think is that uh, what we have in NACFI, and that, as you mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that we are translating, it's going to be very useful because um, even though we don't have electric vehicles as, as much and it's not growing that fast, uh, the part of the efficiency, uh, the good practices, the tires, the uh, all, all, all those concepts, uh, aerodynamics, uh, will be very useful. And people is is very getting very curious. And uh, in in some of the people that I get uh, to talk to, they they make questions and they get interested in in this information that we have. Why the interest? I mean, is it fuel costs? Is there a, a, a an early discussion around sustainability and emissions? I mean, what, what's the what's the drive? I mean, part of what we see in the U.S. is the um, you know regulatory emissions and you know and, and a real drive for sustainability, not just for electric and that kind of thing, but also just for the technologies that will will burn less fuel per mile or per ton mile. So. What, uh, what what drives either the fleets or the manufacturers to care about these technologies? Yes, pretty much the diesel, the cost of diesel right now, as, as well, we, all of the countries, of I guess, we have experienced how the, uh, the cost has been racing up every month. Uh, even though here in Mexico for some months, the government has been uh, helping the cost of it, at some point of time, it won't be sustainable. So they will just uh, loosen the cost, if I may. Um, it will go to the sky more than it is right now. So, yeah. so uh, transportation fleets are very interested in making their, uh, yeah, their, their fleets more efficient, how, to, how they can use less uh, diesel um, to move all the care that they, ha that they have uh, and also learn better practices to make them more efficient. So uh, even though everything is leading to electric or hydrogen, 
uh, right now, at least in our country, it's more of how can I make diesel more efficient in my fleet. And that's an important step around sustainability. I mean, burning less fuel creates less emissions. And, um, you know, oftentimes, even, you know, in lots of parts of the world, it's overlooked. We, we feel like this urgency to get to zero emission. But, you know, if you go from six to eight to 10 mile per gallon hauling freight, that is a big um, cost and emission saver, like you said. So what's next for NACFI LATAM in the next, uh, say, six months as we continue to explore uh, what NACFI does um, south of the border? Well, we, we just had, and, and very, I'm very, very happy to share uh, this with you and, and with the people that is listening to us, that we have the first uh, meeting, official meeting last week, the kickoff in Mexico City with, uh, with companies supporting us, such as Navistar, Cummins, Meritor, uh, this magazine that I just said, Revista de Transportes y Turismo, and, uh, and a representative of a fleet. Um, we had this kickoff. You can you can see the pictures in the LinkedIn account, uh, LinkedIn Latam, as, as you mentioned it uh, some minutes ago. Uh, that we're getting it more uh, strengthening it and making it official. Uh, we're going to participate in, in events. In uh, July the sixth, uh, I'm going to be representing NACFI Latam in the uh, Foro de Mercancías, which is the uh, an event organized by the National Private transportation, uh, ANTP, it's called Asociación Nacional de Transporte Privado, National Association of Private Transportation, that's the right way to say it, which is like the uh, causing of NPTC in the US. Um, I'm going to be also representing Canacar, uh, in Canacar event in September, and some of those events, and the largest event in Latin America, that it's Expo Transporte. Uh, that is going to happen in October, and I will be there as well. So being part of these events, getting the, the, the uh, transportation uh, society, if I may, getting to know us, uh, and also participating in, in events that uh, companies such as Vimo, which is an, an electrification company that invited me, be part of that and, and share this information we have with all the Mexican market. Yeah, excellent. So, you know, I, I think that, and as we've talked um, in our planning and strategy work, Pepe, I think getting out in the industry and like go and see, as I always say, and, and talking about what's needed and how can we be most uh, helpful uh, will be really important. And it'll, it'll kind of tee us up for looking into 2023 as to what our uh, more specific actions will be in, uh, in Latin America with respect to NACFI. So I'm really excited. Um, and, and, you know, that, that, will, that will include some things that will help us, you know, across other regions, you know, just simply translating some of our work into Spanish will help many fleets and manufacturers in the U.S. that have, uh, you know, Spanish-speaking leaders. So, um, very excited. Um, as you talked about electrification a little bit, I mean, what, what, what do you think uh, will happen in, uh, in Mexico with respect to electric vehicles um, quickly as we're as we're beginning to close out our time together. How do you think that'll emerge? I mean, we've talked a lot about smaller trucks first. Um, I'm guessing that'll happen there as well. Yes, at some point of time, I think it'll happen. I don't see it to happen soon because uh, we need to make infrastructure. We need to have, uh, uh, well, um, all, all the culture of electric vehicles. We still don't have it. Uh, not on, on, on long haul trucks, yes, on, on uh, last mile trucks. And that is the one that is very, very, getting very common. On long hauls, it'll take some time until the autonomy of the vehicles and also the price improve. 
that, that will make things uh, more achievable in our country. Uh, we, I, I, in my personal opinion, I still think that it's uh, some time from now to, to get electrification in the country. Well, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right on there, Pepe. And, um, you know, I, I may steal your culture of electrification because that's a really, that's applicable all around the world, I think, um, uh, that, you know, it's not just about buying a truck and putting it in service. It's, it's the infrastructure, it's the charging, it's the support. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot around it. And um, the, the concept of the culture of electric trucks is a cool one. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give you credit for that whenever, whenever I use it from time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Go ahead. I, I think that we have that opportunity. I mean, having roads uh, of 600, 700 miles, uh, there are, uh, I mean, it's not uh, that autonomy that uh, the, the trucks have right now. So, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I'm excited about the work we're doing together. I look forward to coming um, to Mexico and joining you in the effort. I'm looking forward to you coming to the States and working with the NACFI team uh, from time to time, like, likely at, you know, at a big truck event. So I think we're getting started well. Um, tell, the, uh, tell the audience again how they can connect with you. Um, mention the, the LinkedIn again and any other way that um, folks can reach out and uh, get involved. Sure, of course. Uh, yeah, you're, you're more than welcome, you and, and everyone that wants to come to Mexico and get in touch with us and, and on the events as well. Um, you can reach us in, in the LinkedIn account at, as NACFI LATAM, like that. It's uh, North American Council for Grid Efficiency Latin America. You can find there. I'm posting pretty much every day. Uh, I, I also post some things in Instagram, but it, that's, that's not a, a NACFI account. It's my account. It's J-O-S-E underscore G-T as in Tom Z underscore C. That's the one uh, that, where I post some things for NACFI and, and also for, for the truck industry myself. So you can get in touch with me there. Uh, please join us, ask questions, interact, and I'll be more than pleased to answer. Fantastic, Pepe. It's been wonderful getting to know you more and um, having you on this podcast. Good luck in your efforts and uh, thanks for being on today. Thank you, Mike. My pleasure. You take care and my regards to everyone that is listening. Freight Efficiency with NACFI's Mike Roth and Friends.